Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday. Or whatever day you're listening to this. Yes. And for Annie and I specifically, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. (laughs) However, it is 5 p.m. So... Yeah, so... We're not drinking during the early days like we've done before. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) For work. For work. For work. For work. But as per usual, this is not sponsored. Although we adore the companies that we talk about most of the times. So if they listen and they want to send us free things, we would love that. And we will talk about it. And we will tell you that they sent us stuff. We'll be very open with you. For sure. For sure. Secondly, if you are drinking, please drink responsibly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, we're doing this for work. All for work's sake. Yes. Uh, Just kidding. But also know that you don't have to drink to enjoy our episodes. We're not just talking about alcohol. We're not just talking about happy hour things, but we're talking about events that's going on throughout the world, as well as some things that's just been on our minds and and just having an easy conversation. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So today, though, we are featuring a tequila. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. And it is Antil Tequila from out of Chicago. And the reason we have focused on this tequila is because of the co-founder, the COO, Nayana Ferguson, who happens to be the first Black woman to operate a tequila company. Wow. As of 2020. So I don't know if things have changed, and hopefully it has been, but she has become one of the first to do so. And I can't believe that in 2020, there's not more people who are a part of this industry. But kudos to Nayana Ferguson and her amazing creation. Yes. So, Annie, what are you drinking today? Because as we like to do, we like to see the types of cocktails that they recommend to us mm-hmm. and then kind of put our own spin. So, Annie. What have you got for us today? Well, first of all, I want to say I love a good tequila. And it's been a minute since I've had a good tequila. And tequila. I usually try to try a sip of whatever we're sipping on if we're going to mix it into a cocktail by itself before I put it in the cocktail. And it was delightful. I really enjoyed it. it. But uh, I made the repo sour because, like, miracle above, there was a drink that had ingredients that I happen to have on hand, which is pretty hard to do. So that involves tequila, uh, cranberry juice, lemon juice, and agave. And I actually had all of those things. You actually had lemons? Well, I have uh, lemon juice. <laughs> it's it's okay, not okay. fresh squeezed lemons. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, that is, a, yeah, you actually have all of the ingredients. So for the first time, you made exactly what was there. I did, and it is delightful. Is it I'm delightful? really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We were pausing for her reaction, and that was it. Yeah. 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 It's really refreshing, and it, it's a nice for... It's, it's hot here in Atlanta now, everyone. In my studio closet apartment with the lights on, it's quite warm. So this is very refreshing. It kind of tastes like... Um, uh, yeah, subtly sweeter and more sour, somehow both sweeter and more sour version of a margarita because the tequila really shines through. Mm-hmm. And I just so strongly associate tequila with margaritas because I love a good margarita. Right, right. But yes, this is very, very delightful. Nice. Yeah, so I did the Mexican mule, which is essentially a Moscow mule. 
except mm-hmm. with tequila. It has the tequila, lime, and then with some ginger beer. And I love a good ginger beer. And yes. because I've been doing this with all of my meals, I have been adding uh, jalapenos because I yes. just need that kick. Mm-hmm. So I have jalapenos in mine as well. And it is very delightful. I love ginger beer. Good ginger beer, that is. Yes. I'm very picky about those because uh, I like it a little spice. And mm-hmm. I think this is perfect. And I enjoy it so much. <laughs> yes. Yes. I also love a good jalapeno and, and drinks. And our, our Hoff and Stormy for our Star Wars drink has jalapeno in it. But I don't know if I told you this, Samantha. The tragedy occurred to me. A very silly tragedy. Okay, so I lost my phone. Oh, no. I was trying to make myself feel better with this dish. I'd saved a jalapeno specifically for it. I lost a jalapeno. <laughs> I don't know where it is. I, I turned up the whole refrigerator looking for it. And then I went looking at like anywhere it could have been. I was so upset about this lost jalapeno. And then I opened a bottle of sriracha to, you know, hopefully make Probably. up for it. And it sprayed me right in the eye. Oh, I'm telling you what, someone's really upset about Someone you Someone has put phone. a curse on my, yeah. my home. <laughs> yeah, like they, they are coming after you. You um, come for my phone and then my jalapeno. That, that's cruel. That's cruel. That's cruel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we are uh, highlighting this tequila. It's a little harder to get because they, they don't distribute everywhere, but I was able to order some. Thank you very much. And their tequila has won so many awards. But before we get into that, let's let's talk about what it is and what it tastes like. Right. So here's a description from their website. Our Reposado tequila is rested eight months in whiskey barrels. This is a unique departure from the usual white American oak barrels. This choice of barrel provides our Reposado tequila with wonderful soft tones of caramel, vanilla, and a whisper of hazelnut. The finish is extremely light with a dash of pepper that finishes fast. With its rich amber hue, Antil Reposado is a tequila in the truest form of the spirit. It's a tequila that's also enjoyed by the sophisticated whiskey, bourbon, or scotch drinker. Right. And then they also have the Blanco, which is their classic, which has sweet agave, subtle floral notes, and of course, the smoothness of the Blanco tequila. So it's really, really good. And yeah, so they've also won different awards, including the San Francisco World Spirits Competition uh, bronze for their Blanco. They also won a silver medal for their Until Coconut Lime Blanco, which is very unique to their brand, by the way. They also won a double gold medal award from SIP. They won the Taste uh, like a 92-point rating from the Taste Panel magazine. They've won Cosmopolitan's Top 10 Tequilas. They also, for this Reposado Tequila, they won uh, also Silver Medal Awards as well as Double Gold Awards. So they are winners, yes. to say the least. And this co-founder and CEO, Nayana Ferguson, actually said about why tequila. She said, tequila has become very personal to me. As a pancreatic cancer and breast cancer survivor, I need to watch what I'm putting into my body. For me, tequila is a spirit that I can drink without too many after effects, as long as I don't add anything else. Okay. Uh, Tequila is a spirit that is made from the agave plant, so it's naturally gluten-free and is low in carbs and sugars and calories. I want to educate people on the benefits of tequila and change the stereotypical thought of what tequila is. And yeah, you and I kind of talked about how in our other episode about rum, that the cheap stuff really, really, really gives you a really bad idea on how great something can be and trying to re-educate ourselves in something like, oh, this is actually nice and smooth. And this is delicious and mm-hmm. won't make you go vomit immediately into a trash can. Yeah, yeah. 
as always, drink responsibly. But I think that's part of the problem too, is because not only are you drinking the cheap stuff, which not to like put any shade if that's what you can afford, but you're also usually in college, you're not drinking well either. <laughs> like right, you're right. making a lot of mistakes for a variety of reasons. And tequila, along with gin, um, are two spirits that are now my favorites that I hated for a long time because of the very thing, because I was like drinking stuff that was cheap and it made me feel terrible. And also I was making bad decisions when I was drinking it. So it was a couple of things. Right. But to have to go through that period of like, no, this can be really wonderful and a delight and not feel miserable (laughs) the next morning or whatever. It's like, oh, wow, what is this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and specifically to Nayana, when she was talking about being a Black woman in this industry, and again, we talked about the fact that she has become one of the first to operate a tequila company. She talked about how she's had to overcome being accepted in this industry, but talking about how she's been able to bring down walls just by talking about her passion for tequila and why she loves it, and just being educated and being able to educate others. And unfortunately, having to prove herself as knowledgeable, but getting to that point. And and of course, when talking about wanting to see more women of color in the industry, of course, she talks about how it is refreshing when she does see amazing products that women of color have created and, and being able to give global attention to it. And for her, she talks about how she wants to witness and be able to highlight others as well, especially as she's learning on her own and through her company, how valuable it is and how big of a money market it is for companies like this and how we should be opening up and allowing for different types of people coming in and sharing their passion and love. So kudos, 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 and a delightful tequila. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we want to talk about a little more about how women of color, specifically Black women, continue to have to prove themselves repeatedly. But then when they do, there's still barriers. And, And I wanted to specifically talk about Simone Biles. I am so upset about some of the results that I've seen, especially with her record-breaking performance in the last Olympics. So she was able to do the Yurchenko double pike, which apparently no one has ever done before or no one has ever attempted before. And yeah, people lost their minds as they should. So if you haven't seen the video, you really need to look this up because she is phenomenal. And it kind of was, everybody was like, well, she is the standard. Yeah. <laughs> End of conversation. As a Mary Sue article writes, Yurchenko double pike is considered so perilous and challenging that no other woman has attempted it in competition. And it's unlikely that any woman in the world is even training to give it a try. To execute it, a gymnast first must launch herself into a round-off backhand spring onto the vaulting table and then propel herself high enough to give herself time to flip twice in a pike position, which is body-folded, legs straight, before landing on her feet. Again, phenomenal. If you're able to go see this, you need to go. But rather than celebrate Biles' incredible performance, the judges gave her an undervalued score. They gave her a provisional score of 6.6 because they didn't want to add boost for this incredibly difficult move. So the Women's Technical Committee who did the scoring defended their decision to underscore her because of the risk, the safety of the gymnast, and the technical direction of the discipline. So literally because they wanted to discourage anybody else from doing it Mm -hmm. and saying it's too difficult, they wanted to make sure to discourage her as well. So they undervalued her. Of course, she won. As yeah. she should have. And I think everybody would have just 
completely lost it. And Simone Biles' response, perfect, was, if you don't follow her Twitter, you should. But it says, ha, 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 bullshit. I agree. I agree with that. And I can't quite get past that fact that in a competition like the Olympics, which you are supposed to exceed and be able to do things beyond the norm, mm-hmm. but be punished for it? Yeah. Like, yeah. It made me so angry. Again, because they fear that Biles is so good that she might run away with the competition, she enters simply by doing a handful of moves that her rivals cannot do. That's what uh, one of the reasons they're doing the lower scoring. Mm-hmm. And of course... There's other questions of like, well, what about Michael Phelps? You know, that was one of the first things because he kept winning and winning and winning and winning. And he definitely exceeded everybody else. And his stature helped, his length helped, and all of those to say. Right. No one seemed to care. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a ridiculous thing to say that it's almost like they're saying only this is dangerous. Like almost any sport in the Olympics can be dangerous. But as you say, people are doing them Anyway, and the whole idea is to succeed. And I mean, in theory, if you're really good, then you, you're you not taking on something you can't do. Like, right. That's not to say there isn't a level of danger. Something can't go wrong. But if you've trained really well, then the chance of that... Like, it's not like you're entering in thinking, wow, I probably won't succeed in this one. Like, And I might get really hurt. Like, you train for it. Right. And so it is extremely frustrating and ridiculous to be like, well, we don't want anyone else to do it because they might get hurt. And competitions like that, I would really, really hope that you're not, you've trained and you're not doing something that you really have no business being doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Well, I mean, this kind of goes back and you and I talked about doing an episode specifically due to the South African runner who ended up being barred from competing in women's sports, specifically at running because of the level of her testosterone caused by her hyperandrogenism, which just happens. We know that all of our bodies are different, and mm-hmm. therefore you may produce more testosterone than others, or maybe all of these different things, and or you may have more estrogen than that. And Everybody's body is different, and they forced her, they told her, unless you take hormones to lessen those, you can't compete. Right. And it's absurd in itself. Like, of course, this became a whole conversation about they wanted her to undergo a sex verification test, uh, which is a whole different conversation. And, and she is a female. And, and there's there was never really any talk until she started winning. And they were like, oh, 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 look at that testosterone. And she wasn't doing anything illegal. It was just her body. Mm-hmm. And the question is kind of like, well, why are you punishing her for who she is? Right. There's so many conversations we can have to that. And we do want to talk about that later on. But it comes to the fact that some people are damn good. Why are we punishing them Mm -hmm. for being good at what they're competing in? Because this is what they do. This is what they've trained for. Right. So, okay. And yeah, some people have better athleticism. I wouldn't punish someone for being a better basketball player than me. I can't play basketball. That's not a thing I can do. It's just a, such a right. random thing. And to come after athletes who succeed, and specifically it's seeming like it's all black women that's being mm-hmm. punished in this narrative, 
it just blows my mind that we're letting people get away with this still. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are bigger conversations to be had around, yes, of this punishing of uh, Black women, and especially in this case in the world of sports, because we also saw that with like Serena Williams. But then also I do, and I could be wrong about this, but I do think there's a layer of almost like, what's that called? Like a paternal layer of wanting to protect young women or girls where, like you said, like Michael Phelps, no one was questioning anything or, um, and there's, they're not, you know, one-to-one comparisons, but I do feel like there's kind of a layer of, we got to protect these women and girls and don't let right. them hurt themselves. Um, and that's almost like the whole history of the Olympics could be said of something like that. I mean, women didn't used to be allowed to compete. Women didn't used to be allowed to run because they right. thought it hurt their uteruses or whatever. It was going to fall out. Exactly. So I, I do feel like there's a layer of that going on as well that's still lingering. But c- clearly, these women can really kick some ass. So Right. Uh, yeah, and she, uh, Simone Biles later on and said about the points given to her, uh, they're both too low and they even know it, but they don't want the field to be too far apart. And that's just something that's on them. That's not on me. They had an open-ended code of points, and now they're mad that people are too far ahead and excelling. So absolutely, she's right on the money on that. And uh, if nothing else, congrats, Simone Biles. You are superhuman. (laughs) And your moves are amazing. And we can't Mm -hmm. wait to see how much more you're going to do and how much farther you're going to push. Yes, yes. I think... I'm always so excited when I see that, when I'll get like some note, like Simone Biles. I think what I saw was Simone Biles defies gravity. And I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. <laughs> Meanwhile, I took like 10 years of gymnastics. And the other day I randomly texted my friend and I was like, I wonder if I can still do a cartwheel. So that's where I am. <laughs> I tried a while ago. Was not successful. No. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> no Olympics in our futures for us. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. And as always, we would love to hear from you. You can email us. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Who also defies gravity, I bet. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. <laughs> Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 